0: And welcome to Michael and Ivanka's grand podcast. I'm Ivanka Magic.
1: And my name is Michael Forrest. How are you, Ivanka? I'm very well, thank you. I mean, this is a bit, we're recording this straight after the last one, so probably our anecdotes, uh, we've got to think of some anecdotes that I've happen.
0: remembered one. I've remembered something from last week that I haven't told you about. Mm. So, Nick and I organise and run this thing called the Brighton Restaurant Awards Vote Online, the Bravos. So part mm. of this is that we design, we did, we give the winners a trophy, and last year, and I'm in charge of the trophy. So last year I went to the Brighton Wood Store that do lots of things out of recycled wood, and then so I got some nice lumps of wood, and then found this local guy who I refer to as Joe Lasers, who right. has a laser printer and an engraving thing, and so uh, I went to see him yesterday. To talk about this year's um, trophies, because last year's we had a bit of perspex engraved, thus, you know, diminishing our sustainability score. OK. But this year we're going to use some laser cut poplar ply mm. stuck onto some recycled uh, roof beams. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what the trophy's gonna be about. Are you excited about this trophy? I No, but I enjoyed going to talk to Joe Lasers.
1: Right, Joe Lasers.
0: Because Joe Lasers has Pa-choo. got all these lace gadgets for cutting, you know, laser cutting, laser engraving. He does all this like um mother of pearl inlay stuff. So mm. we started having a conversation because uh he talked about how some of the products he makes are for extremely wealthy people right which reminded me entirely of our money podcast <laughs> yes. then, then we ended up having a very similar conversation about whether you know
1: rich what, people are people
0: oh, yeah, what, what, how do they cope whether they're happy then we talked about Scientology Ricky mm. Gervais Richard Dorking
1: Brian mm. Cox all yeah, in like a, like this lasers man is, uh, <laughs> Sounds like maybe you should get to a podcast with him Very insecure. So we had, a lo-
0: we had a lovely quick chat uh, But I was also plugging my- You should listen my friend Michael and I We record a podcast Because he was telling me how much he loves a podcast as well
1: right. <laughs> I don't
0: know uh, Anyway so that was my um,
1: another, another story Hopefully converting You
0: know Converting listeners one at a time
1: I was like, um, let's just have a quick uh, wee break. And then I remembered that weeing is currently a terrifying undertaking. I'm like, oh yeah, oh uh, this. No, I don't want to. Something's going to... Uh. i and like, um, I haven't had my strong painkillers yet. I can't like, stop drinking water, stop doing anything. Yeah, like going to the bathroom is... Oh, it's just not as fun as it used to be. I just finished a project and... oh yeah cathartically, they needed me to delete all of the data and the code from my machine. I was like, well, you know, because there's always this thing and stuff is going to keep coming back. Yeah. And it was like, oh, mm, you're going to let me just delete the whole thing. Lovely. So I deleted everything. <laughs> oh, off. you all don't right. get to
0: do that very often, do you?
1: No. Uh, See, I, I had nice. this
0: as one of the things, one of the conversations I ended up having uh, as part of my last week on my my uh, project oh my contract they were, t- we were talking about a-, a contract that was being issued they're like oh there's nothing on the exit plan said somebody who had nothing to do with the project whatsoever <laughs> and i was like I was like yeah it doesn't say what format we want the data delivered in i was like we don't want the data <laughs> you know, it's like once it's been processed it's gone <laughs> thank you for your input person who knows nothing about the project <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but likes to offer an opinion anyway. Here's something that's just in happening live oh, last yeah. night. Sharon's like got the boiler cupboard open. It's like boiler's not won't come on. And it said, uh, it had an error message, I googled it, it said, because it's the pipe thing outside, blah blah blah, we couldn't get it working, she's been talking to a plumber this morning, I was thinking like, it's going to, like, once the temperature rises again, it's going to be okay, so do we just want to, like, ride out a couple of days, she just, like, um, like half an hour, like, emailed me, like, the quote with a sad face, how much it's going to cost, but just one minute ago, it's working again on its own yeah boiler work in because i had to have a shower at the gym this morning which is my first time and a why do some people love being naked just in public i just don't just don't <laughs> especially if you know i mean there's not even someone particularly that should be particularly proud of themselves either it's like come on
0: are you judging
1: yeah i'm judging So walk around with your belly hanging out like for for two times checking like sitting around in your pants for 20 minutes in there waiting for people to come in what's wrong with you pervert (laughs) (laughs) but anyway yes no i had to have a shower at gym figure that out and then um yeah i was a bit worried but
0: uh yeah it works again we we also had to defrost our condensate pipe is its correct name?
1: Michael and Ivanka's <laughs> Condensate Pipe Podcast. You're listening. <laughs> Did you use a hot water bottle? It sounds there, there was. A, the, we watched a little video of a British gas man putting a hot water... I'm like, shut up. You know that's not going to work. Why not? Anyway, we used a watering can <laughs> with hot water in. Exactly.
0: Leaning out of the window, Nick was leaning out of the window, pouring it, and then woke up this morning as a massive icicle hanging yeah, off it. So he yeah, was, it was like, "Quick, I better go defrost it before <laughs> it freezes." Because it sounded yesterday like it was going to literally explode. It was like
1: <laughs>
0: sounded like a what's that um. Oizo, iso
1: Mr. Wazo, <laughs>
0: that one with the like the <whistles> really deep bass.
1: It's, it's not. It's actually like underwhelmingly deep, but it's a certain a classic uh, bass modulation sound. Well, that one that mm-hmm. I like. <whistles> uh, <yeah. whistles> uh that was what the body sound like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dubstep. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, from what you're saying, I was I was thinking you were gonna go more like Burial than Mr. Wazo, but you yeah, sure.
0: know yeah. Mr. Wazo. Yeah, it was. It was. That's what it was.
1: What are we going to talk about? I thought maybe we should uh, talk about feminism a little bit more. Yeah, properly this time. (laughs) (laughs) but you know for me my reference point is are women people yes and i but i know i perhaps haven't always had that internalized you (laughs) You haven't
0: (laughs) haven't always thought women
1: are people Mm. um well yeah i mean god i didn't want to start (laughs) from here no i think um i think you know we have our experiences and we categorized things and I think I probably had a fairly... Um, I certainly had a deep-rooted distrust of women for a very long time, um, of anyone female, and, and actually, like, preceded by a kind of probably feeling that they were somehow lesser or very different or something, like, which I'm not... I'm very not proud of. But I kind of want to just come clean because I, um, you know, just because I feel like it means I kind of understand how these horrible people that still say bad stuff, like I, I, you know, I, maybe I can help explain to them why they're wrong. Better, I don't know.
0: I think this is a. I don't well, want to. So I'll give you. I'll give yeah. you my. Um, I'll give you. A What's different your perspective, perspective? on What's important? So. I will, first of all, I'll give you a bit of, uh, so through university, studying electronic engineering, mm. where there were 90 people, five of which were girls, women, I detested any science women in science and engineering gatherings mm. or women for this and women for that. And I was like, stop drawing attention to the fact that me being here is in some way weird or unusual Mm. it's all very well you being all feminists sitting there on your social work course where we're all girls together and so I really did Mm. have that like fuck off feminists you're just making my life difficult you're drawing (laughs) attention to me and all I want to do is study engineering Mm. so let and me then, get on with it. This shouldn't even just be a fucking thing. Stop pointing it out. He <laughs> <laughs> really did. So I had that. That was my university experience. There is a difference yeah. between somebody assuming that in a work environment or some kind of environment that you are in some way lesser hmm. and somebody being a sexual predator yes you know we fancy men and women women and women men and men all fancy each other there is a sexual urge in all of us Mm. it is not abnormal in any way I think when you meet a new person to go "Mm, hello (laughs) that's not that doesn't mean that you you necessarily are assuming that because you want to sleep with them that you think they're not human and they can't do things and they're not equal to you Mm -hmm. I think going through that sort of so that's that's what I was one of the things that I always found a little bit difficult and potentially still do is that by and I'm listening to you know I'm channeling guilty feminist podcast a little bit and thinking oh come on you know what at some point you've got to be able to go (laughs) <laughs> and that not be like, <laughs> it's like hello, and Fucking, then I mean uh... the weird the weird thing that happened to me with that sort of hashtag me too is I was thinking have I ever come onto a bloke in a way that they didn't want <laughs> me to come? It's like, oh. And so I never did any hashtag me too because I was thinking, mm, am I always? And I was like, yeah, no, no I do. a
1: sexual predator in the workplace, Ivanka. I, I don't believe so. I
0: don't believe so. But <laughs> I've certainly flirted. But, you know, if negative signals have come off, I've always resisted. I've not promoted people. I've not given, I've not demanded. you, to, you not know,
1: promoted like... someone when negative signals were given off. <laughs>
0: Oh, no see
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck off it comes like, out like... <laughs> no what i mean is i've uh, not been in a position to demand and, that, and that's what the guilty feminist talks about is that thing about if you're in a position of power then mm. it's not if it's not an a level playing field it's not the same however and maybe this bit this does make it tricky talking about feminism Um but in my 20s I did embrace feminism in yeah. a more vociferous way because I had a, a client in fact it was one of our clients at LBI and she was she's about 10 years older than me and she was like Ivanka what do you mean <laughs> justify mm. yourself and I was like okay fair enough and so about I, about saying that I'm not a feminist or yeah. being like mm, feminists they get on my nerves um Ooh. I meant that this whole drawing attention to the fact, because I'm like, if you, if you walk the walk and you get involved and you do everything, then people can't um, in any way uh, diminish your abilities. Was like, mm. Don't, I am not who I am. I, you know, I'm not doing this job. It's like, it's like you're, you're doing well for a girl. It's not <laughs> praise that I want. No, and so, uh, so sort of that—that that sort of drawing, constantly drawing attention to equality in the workplace. When I was in early tw- in my early twenties, got on my nerves. Yeah. As I've got older, I've embraced the fact that actually, we you know—in order to achieve equality, which yeah. we are still far a uh, far way yep, from. The equal yeah,
1: pay thing is fucked up, still, isn't it? Yeah, like... it's
0: still fucked up, and it's still you can't, you know. So, so yes, I am a feminist, and I will, um, you know, I am a proud paying member of the Fawcett Society, um, who, are, uh, who's, who are, uh, you know, I send them money. I don't really get very involved. I'm sure they'd like some volunteering efforts as well, but you know, it's like, a, uh, and it's a not, it's a non, it's a not a political issue in terms of left, white, up, down, you know jesus or not or whatever it's a we can't it is a proven fact proven fact with statistics that the in societies where women do better society does better You have better educated children, you have less, you know, you've got, for example, when you, you know, uh, we've already mentioned Hans Rosling and his gap minded stats, he very much talks about the fact that uh, in order to reduce population growth, you need to, you know, you need to reduce infant mortality. And a big part of that is educating mothers. And then reducing birth rates is to do with educating mothers, empowering them. I mean, I think I've already said at some point, I I think fathers play a big role in girls' attitudes. I think attitude to where they fit in society. And Mm. I mean this by if you look at... Uh, I do believe it 's a thing, and I have seen a couple of TED talks about it but it 's this thing where my my father certainly didn 't question my ability to do anything because I was girl or not i 'd be just as happily making a souffle as helping him change the oil in the car or yeah. knitting or doing maths or whatever you, it was.
1: would you say you had that thing? This is something uh, uh Robert Lewis uh said early on as well, like boys when the little the tendency is to go oh that's clever that thing you've done oh well done for making that or whatever and then for girls it's like oh she's so beautiful she's so pretty in her thing. Um, how, do you think you were spared the sort of do you think I mean A do you think that's toxic and B do you think you were spared, spared yeah. some? if that if and if that is a toxic thing do you think you were spared it
0: I think it's an interesting point because I think I ended up with both. I certainly got told I was clever.
1: I wish someone had told me I was pretty when I was little
0: well yeah, you know it's like I know I think my dad when I was a teenager at one point I was I was dressed to go to some you know night out and he went oh you'd look lovely in a bin liner you know that's like (laughs) I mean that's what your parents are there for to go you know you're lovely get on but uh no I I I never got 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 any like
1: physical appearance compliments I think it left me but but we
0: well but weirdly I also think that puts sort of in this this puts this weird pressure on You've got to be clever and, and you've got to be successful and you've got to look good.
1: Well, <laughs> it's it does like seem like the list you know, is quite long. Like, it's for a the bit ladies. endless.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, and I think there is this. We've talked, I, we've definitely covered this before on the podcast this kind of like idea that, um, or maybe your picture of success, you know, yeah. not everyone is as good at, at, at everything as everybody else. Mm. And I do think there is this, there is definitely undeniably this extra. Uh, uh, pressure on women in the, on the appearance front yeah. but then I think you know it's, it's true but so I think having your male role models because your father is your first male role model yeah I don't and I don't want to delve into because I have no experience of families that are two mums or two dads uh, because I'm not saying they can't
1: I don't know, what was it about that was just that you there was no kind of gendered or less of a sort of gendered kind of um, criteria for kind of assessing your worth sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think that was a big... Uh, so I do think, though... Do you you're... think
1: either of us is... Well, I guess you are. I mean, do you think how much... Do you think we should be
0: talking about it? So well, I word? don't
1: know. Like, do we know enough about it? I mean, you're a part of a feminism thing. I I like formerly spotless Joss Whedon's attitude to these things. But, I mean, obviously now he's... <sighs> Wasn't what? very nice to his wife or whatever, but what, like,
0: what was his? What's his thing?
1: So women are people, and until that is stops being surprising, then we need to keep having these conversations. Until you stop having to justify that women are human beings, the yeah. same, the same like men. Until that stops having to be a conversation, we have to keep having the conversation. But well, at the think, moment, yeah. you know, there's shit everywhere you look. Like, if you start looking at uh, like the Twitters, and even just in the workplace day to day, like I see it. Like I see this kind of this kind of assumption of lesserness. But also, well, like not just coming from the men talking to the women. Also, like sometimes I feel like you need to not put yourself in a kind of lower rung either. What do you think about that? Am I being sexist with that?
0: I don't know, but that's what I think. That's what I think. About the way my father helped, his big contribution to my upbringing was the and why I got so ratty at university. I was like, I'm not on a lower rung than you. Fuck you. I'm here. Mm. This is what I'm interested in. It's got nothing to do with my gender whatsoever. And so I think yeah. yes, that needs to be instilled in you. It's like I had this uh, moment when my mother-in-law told my said to my small child, "Are you a good little girl?" Yes, well, good little girls don't climb. They <laughs> fucking well do. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, were, oh. So, you know, Both you get physically these... Both kind-
1: and metaphorically. <laughs>
0: metaphorically. Yes, I was God like... damn it. These are things that we do not say ever to my small female child. Mm. Um, but, uh, so, so yes, women... But women need to be... Uh, so that there is a plenty of history of drought downtroddenness that creates <laughs> behavior and i think for me i think one of the most important things that women need is female mentors and role models mm. even though i said that in your early life like and maybe it wasn't my the fact that my father was about you know like it wasn't his the fact that he was a man that made him a good you know, mentor, role model, right, but then my mum always worked, they're really in my house, I grew up in a house, yeah, okay, my dad was a a, a bit of a Mediterranean, you know, I'll uh, I'll play with the children, but oof, I'm a bit tired now, I'm going to sit on the sofa, oh, can't you wash up again, please, I love you, you know, there was a bit of that, but they both worked, at various times, uh, you know, there was a point at which he stayed at home with us, and she worked. Yeah. She never stayed at home with us. <laughs> my poor mother <laughs> has always worked. Yeah, so in our actual house the gender roles weren't particularly, you know, there the there wasn't a you know dad dad does this mother does that type thing yeah. or you know my mother is a extremely capable woman and I think so I've never doubted that I can work work and knit my mum can fix her car you know like there's no like there's no real I think the only thing my mum because my mum's been widowed since she was very young really 46 Mm. um she uh, at some point discovered this thing called a jar key which is like this thing that releases the air from a jar so you can undo it really easily she was like give her i'm going to buy you one of these cuz this is the only thing that's annoying about not having somebody with stronger hands than you in the house <laughs> <laughs> it's like but you know it's that kind it's uh, the the equality hasn't been achieved yet mm-hmm. Uh, and we need it society needs it men need it more than they think they need it there is no need to feel threatened by having Mm. a a spouse who is your equal or having a daughter who will achieve more than you Mm. or sister or whatever it is um but i think the, the there's no there's no doubt that this isn't done. <laughs> and he yeah. needs to, we need to keep talking about it. We don't necessarily need to conclude, do we?
1: No, 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 of course not. <laughs> One thing that is sort of interesting is how, um, how little theresa may's femaleness seems to be part of any conversation at all like it's just like i think like it feels like the fact that she's a woman seems like the least of it and i yeah. don't think anyone's going oh well if she wasn't a woman xyz no. i think <laughs> that's um, true so that's 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 pretty good there's certainly a, a head of america in there uh... well i think <laughs> no, i think fine. the the may label has
0: it, it exceeded any gender labels <laughs> think that yeah. <laughs> well, I get I, I hear that more than any conversation about whether or not she's a woman female a, prime minister you don't get that kind of though i yeah. do find it odd yeah. when people refer to a woman as an actor oh <laughs> like,
1: uh, well I'm, I'm trying to embrace it yeah, oh, yeah it always just, seems a bit horrible to say actress now doesn't it yeah
0: it does i'm waitress and, and there's all these things and i'm like well yeah but she's a girl
1: this is like we're not the guilty feminist we're not we, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable kind of doing a big, like, call to action. Women, you've got to demand that you're treated the same. You've got to have those conversations. You've got to walk into the room. You know, you can't just do what the man would do. Like, although I, that, there's a lot of, like, generalizing about men on there that I don't feel like I, I've always been... I, I don't walk yeah. around feeling unassailable because of my maleness. I feel, I regularly feel very scared and a little bit pathetic and, uh, like, uh, self-conscious and, uh, like, I don't look as good as I could. And I, you know, I have, you know, do, it's do not like feelings, being do? male makes you, you know, this whole kind of gives you everything. It's yeah. like, I, you know, I have all but, sorts of... Um, but I think that's the concerns. problem,
0: It's that... It's that if you're not careful, any conversation about feminism uh, mm. translates into some sort of attack on men. And I don't, you know, it's like, we're not trying to bring, you know, we are not trying to bring you down. We are yeah, trying good. to get you to help us up.
1: And I know this, I understand <laughs> it's like this deeply. It, and it's, and it's, it's, that's the only like time I would sort of call out the, and sometimes they have a comedian on um, who will sort of start going into that territory. And I'll be like, you don't have to make this about, taking men down
0: yeah no I'm not interested in taking anyone down but so and and but there are there is also I think it's more and more important that men talk about this yes and so I mean I live I was talking to there's a, a, a freelancer who worked with Nick a lot over the last couple of years and she's just going off to do some other projects so she won't be working with us for a while but she and I were talking about this it's like you know Nick Gave her full freedom on some work on the some content work that she was doing and yeah. tone of voice, and uh, she's very well aware that he, if he was criticising her or doesn't like somebody, it's got fuck all to do with their gender, yeah. <laughs> everything to do with how capable they are and whether or not they're an arsehole. Yeah, you know, it's like, and that's and so therefore somebody like Nick and to some extent, you know, and somebody like you who does believe that women are people too and that there's no issue and like well why do we need to talk about this because they are and yeah, but, so but yeah. actually I think it's for that all those guys it needs to become less and less okay to be a misogynist
1: yeah and I, I do come across it and, and I you know I I think I've got it tempered uh, yeah it's 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 certainly not something i'm doing anymore like certainly without not realizing it but yeah like i am i have the privilege you know and and it does need to be the person with the privilege that makes the changes because there's you know the 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 underdog or whatever is they can talk and talk but it's not until you know the men start to change that things happen because that's what has to happen. But then there's also this worry that, like, I don't want to mansplain feminism to anyone. I don't want to, like... <laughs> I don't want to explain to you what you're doing wrong as a woman. Like, I, because that's fucking... You know, isn't that... Is that the, isn't that the same thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but you can but talk I to I other men. I think I am
1: in my rights to say to someone, you are... If someone is being infuriatingly sort of, like, undervaluing themselves, I think... I don't know, like maybe it's not my job but like that's when I get most frustrated is like what are you how do you expect anything to change if you embrace and I I guess in some ways it's sort of like easier to just kind of embrace the status quo and just kind of like embrace the sort of like a subordinate or like lesser kind of like Thing and just oh, yeah, thanks. Tell, help, yeah, help me with this thing yeah. that I could very easily do myself. But you but, can,
0: but you can give that person a you know, the the. it is a mentory, it's a conversation, it's a go for a coffee. If someone you work with go for coffee, you go you do understand that you're actually you you have every right to sit up i was i, I worked with a woman recently who wanted to put, include in a presentation the fact that she was currently doing a master's yeah. and i was like why do you you don't need to put that in you're you're justifying you doing your job and you're doing your job and you're doing your job well you don't need to explain what qualifies you to be in this role mm. and she was like well but i want to put it on. i was like if if we were two blokes sitting in front of a presentation. Would we even be having this conversation? So I was like, no, I'll delete it. But, <laughs> you know, you are you are, you are, are good at your job. Do your job. Just be you and don't explain yourself to people. And I think sometimes um, uh, women do need to... And I say this at the lofty age of 43. But women, I often see women younger than me that I could take to one side and go you're really good at your job, you know, walk like you're really good at your job, you know, mm. don't apologise for being good at your job. But I um, think, well, I also think that you and I are in a, regardless of gender, mm. we are both at least confident, if not to say cocky. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's a, it is an esteem thing and often a sort of waiting for permission but yeah. that's what i think is really cool at the moment looking around the world you know the 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 reaction you know maybe this will be our thing we can post rationalise when donald trump has moved on <laughs> you know sort mm-hmm. of like he's he has woken up a uh, a, a whole the fact that women
1: voted for Trump is, is, like, think, is just the most incredible, unbelievable thing. It's just but, a man who literally numbers people, just, not gives you a score I, it, in I, public, yeah. not even secretly in his no, own no. brain.
0: <laughs> he doesn't even pretend. <laughs> so, but I would uh, not so long ago to an interview with a woman on Radio 4, imagine. And she was, uh, me listening to Radio 4, it was, they were, it was abortion awareness week or something like that. And this woman was on this massive pro-lifer. And she was describing the reasons that she was a pro-lifer. And she talked about being 19 and having a boyfriend and getting pregnant. And she and the boyfriend were all excited about having a baby. And then his parents got involved and basically coerced her into having an abortion. And her emotional reaction, which must be unimaginably horrible if that's, you know, if that's not what you want, what you're after, I can't imagine it. But she has internalized this as her battle being about pro-life when in fact she's a perfect pro-choicer right. she had the choice removed yeah. from her and that's what fucked her up and she has that has made her into a pro-lifer and i just think you know but but if from a very young i mean you know for a nine- we,
1: can we do we, oh. we want to reinforce this pro-life word can we just say anti-choice? Okay. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I hate that's that. True. Oh, it's terrible. Pro life. I'm pro-life. Life. You're pro, what, any life. Yeah, you're. yeah. However extreme. much it's fucking yes. doomed from the start. Oh, I just would rather something was doomed and alive. Not that, you know, fatalism, yeah. but uh, yeah, this fucking bullshit of balance. Like that's something I'd like to just take down that bit of language. If so possible. we'll call
0: it pro-choice and anti-choice.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: So the reason that this woman was anti-choice was because she had no choice, which makes no yeah. fucking sense whatsoever. But that's what happens when somebody has been damaged and downtrodden. They're like, you know, I. I it's like I don't want to... She, she needs therapy. <laughs> she, right. I feel sorry for her. And those women that have voted for Trump, even though he was recorded with that whole... Unspeakably disgusting, pussy-grabbing statement yeah. that women voted for him either tells me that there's some kind of sociopath, or they have been so fucked up that they just don't know what to do. <laughs> they're like they can't Stem. think for themselves. Stem.
1: Stockholm syndrome totally. on a grand scale on a <laughs> massive
0: massive scale what's it gaslighting or like fucking ridiculous that you can't even that you've not been allowed in your life to think about
1: what's good for you and what's right mm. for you it's a lack of imagination as well like you can't imagine a world where that's not okay like and maybe just someone someone's life is so entrenched in that kind of understanding of the world that they just literally can't imagine what we're talking about <laughs> like, it's, it's just um, it's, like it's, it's but on the positive side <laughs> we've got
0: all this mm. like this new youth movement in of this latest mass shooting in america the the front people are girls and i think that's mm. cool they're sitting there. i well, I seen... don't
1: think it matters whether they're girls or boys. I think everyone's... they need to be oh, girls good. for I think a bit. It's good that they're girls. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Well, yeah. It's like you old. can't. You can't, because the damage, it's there. Like you can't pretend that there isn't a prejudice and no. gener- Not even generations, just millennia. Just from, I don't know. I don't know if it's always a hundred percent. Actually, like it's not millennia. It's no. it is like modernish. Like hundreds. Maybe thousands of years that women have been turned into these sort of second-class citizens. It's not like hunter-gatherer societies. That's not a thing. No. I think, but anyway, sorry, I interrupted you.
0: So, yes. Yeah, so this movement—the the, the young lasses uh, who are not questioning their right to speak up and question their president—I think is—and their lawmakers. And there was one—a uh, a young. She's a young girl. Being interviewed, or that she's like, you know, we've come here, no one's talking to us, but we're not going away. We know why we're here, and you can't fob us off with platitudes. Good, good for you. Good, just fucking have it.
1: Did you see um, Michael Moore's The Thing with Michael Moore this week? No. Where he sort of tweeted, he sort of tweeted this thing about, oh, no woman has ever uh, created an atomic bomb. No woman has ever, you know, oh, done X and Y like <laughs> terrible thing. And there's just been a huge storm of, yes, women can be bad. Look, they, <laughs> this woman was involved in the bomb. This woman was involved yeah. in this genesis. Women this woman, are
0: assholes too. Women,
1: <laughs> they're people. They're not fucking <laughs> angels. They're not yeah. something different. They're not an other. No. They're, people yeah. they can be assholes lots of them are <laughs> yeah. lots of them voted for trump they're arse- <laughs> <I> mean, <that's laughs> but you know but, it's like yeah, yeah. like so it's more yeah michael Moore getting it wrong so that was quite funny this week because yeah, he got of, uh... pwned on the twitters
0: there's some quite there's definitely some cool young uh women younger women than me on, on the, the twitter kind of taking down the trolls in a kind of oh that's good fuck you all like the way how doing that. um, cool. just literally mostly by going fuck you yeah <laughs> okay it's well yeah probably all they deserve a lot of the time <laughs> I mean, yeah I had uh, uh, so yes so but you know one does still encounter misogyny in the workplace
1: yeah well how does that so I obviously I don't you know I sort of now that I'm a bit more aware I might kind of like see, I don't know like glimpse but what have you had any I, I don't know what have you been...
0: What's happened to you, Vanka? Well...
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to ask that. As a woman, I what has I... happened to you? Misogy... <laughs> Presumably you've been misogyny, that. Please tell me your stories and I will make sad sounds. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, oh God, that must have been so hard for you. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but if, if there's some, like, advice... I don't know, if if there's something people can take from how you handled something, then I think that's valuable, isn't it?
0: It is valuable. How have I handled things? Uh Not very well, mostly. No, (laughs) no. No, no, I mean, occasionally one encounters men who don't understand that they are a misogynist or that they have misogynistic tendencies (laughs) that they haven't fully examined in a self-reflecting way. And so they encounter you as a strong, intelligent, well-informed woman in the workplace um, these are labels that I am applying to myself <laughs> and they go hello so <laughs> yeah. tell us about this thing that you're making oh. what well, oh. happens to me then in those circumstances because they're trying to be right on but what they're being is fucking patronizing That's and great. me I just look at them and go are, are we having this conversation are we seriously are we having this
1: conversation and then I end up kind of getting into this like half of me half of me is like what an utter oh. asshole! And half of me, is like a tiny guilty part of me, is like, I kind of want to go at that. So little, no, I don't. Even, yeah. I can't even. So I, little I'm, I'm girl, like, tell
0: me about your report. Tell your me about big your words. little report, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's just,
1: like, tell me about this little thing that you think is important. You're doing yeah, exactly. while while I do all the real work as a man. No, I yeah. can't even do it. I can't oh, even Two big,
0: two big opportunities of, of of that in my in you know, mostly people don't do that to me anymore (laughs) because why would you? Mm -hmm. Because you'd get, I'm so shocked when it happens to me now and so flabbergasted Mm -hmm. and taken aback that I don't actually know. It's happened twice in the last mm, five or six years. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was a sort of interview scenario and one was in a, you know, internal board type scenario. And I was like, I was so shocked that it was happening to me. That I kept trying to explain myself. I was like, "Sorry, clearly, I haven't explained myself properly." Because <laughs> why would you be asking me such fucking stupid questions? <laughs> would you be asking me these questions if I like? Of course, I fucking know what this is. I wrote the report type thing, or, <laughs> and so so what happens then to me is I go, "Um, I'm so," and I just won't let it go because I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you speaking to me in this tone of voice? I don't understand." And I, it's a deeply unsatisfying experience the 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 interview scenario i wish i'd just gone uh, after 10 minutes clearly you think you're interviewing some sort of junior
1: so i'll see you later no, you told me about that I have shouldn't... you have, have you cut off interviews but when like i that? when i've been interviewing i have <laughs> have you done it when you've been in one i've done it like more than once what when like, you've okay, been interviewed this, yeah yeah it's like no, well, i don't think this is going to work like I've I've done that at least twice.
0: See, that's interesting because like cut
1: it short. It's like, well no, this is I mean, I don't like Yeah, you know, I would I have just been able to tell straight away, like, we can't work together. This isn't gonna work for See, whatever but, reason. But
0: I think that's a good that's a really good story because I would never ever like this I, I would just like oh well, everyone must have a good impression of me, otherwise they will tell somebody mm. and then, you know, that's my blah blah blah. I'm I wouldn't I've I've stopped an interview as an interviewer and gone yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you very much for that's, your time, but yeah. it's not gonna work. But then you're in i I'm in a explicit real position of power yeah, and it yeah. is my decision. And well as the interviewee, that's one of my big regrets. In fact, with both of those situations that I talk about, I should have said, I'm sorry, you clearly don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> or so, oh, just like, or like, just like um, and oh, and it, it's not so gonna so work.
1: Interview advice yeah. that I I got quite early on. It's not a it's, there's not a power dynamic here it's like no. what can we do for each other it's a treat it as a meeting if someone starts to try like starts trying to make it like an interview like here's the role and here's this. someone starts trying to be because they don't know like we've interviewed enough people that we yeah. know that we go in half the time unprepared yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The interviewers are not in some special magical no. position of knowing everything anything like so if you go into an interview do not be intimidated by that situation just like know that they need you like if you can do it they need you to do it and it's not like they're giving you something no you're you're reaching an arrangement whereby you're giving each other something they're giving you some money you're giving them your skills and your experience and all this stuff but yeah i've literally said to someone like yeah and i think that you pick the wrong technology, I think, like the kind of way you're approaching this just isn't going to work, yeah. so, so you see know. You later. and because I've sort of said it like that, I just sort of know that you know, in six months' time, in a year's time, they'll be like, oh, "I guess that guy was right." <laughs> 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 So in terms of equality, so one thing that is a very clear marked thing is equal pay. But something that we don't do is talk about how much we get paid with each other. And, um, like, I, I'm still not comfortable, but there's a very strong case to be made for people talking about how much they're getting paid. And certainly if you're not doing that, and we've talked about this, yeah, haven't yeah. we? But, you you know, you don't even know if you're getting paid less than someone doing the same thing as you and unless you kind of overcome that sort of taboo and have that conversation with people you work with, male and female. Yeah. So that's something that kind of probably needs to happen to just, yeah. um, you Money, know, accelerate yeah. that a little bit. But, yeah, what what are the other... What what where what are other kind of like things that where where the inequality is sort of evident? Because I I wish I uh, internalized a few more things, but that money is the one I think of. I think
0: money is an is a is one that should be constantly attacked and constantly yeah. addressed, uh, but. And, but I think there's an interesting additional factor in this. It's like, so one of the things my father did say to me, and we've had this conversation, is like, you need to get a proper profession because if you have children then you get divorced, you're going to have the children and you're going to have to pay for everything. And that was his, but he planted that in my head. Had he never heard of alimony? That, well, he's just his assumption was it was all gonna you know he was planning for the worst. <laughs> 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 it's like you need to be able to be independent, and I think the um, there is this often women are are it is on them to sort out the the child care they get stuck stuck with the child right. and the burden of bringing up the child, so therefore they can't pursue their career with as much gusto as their other half and therefore and it's very quick that was what that Mrs Moneypenny book that I read the love is not enough about money talked about it talked about as soon as you let a little bit go you can never make that money back up so you drop your career you drop your money or you you take it you take your foot off the pedal a bit because you want to be around for the children and Mm. then you you just can't get back in whether you did it, and it's like a, um so you do end up inevitably dependent on this partner that earns more, and I know that is a generalization, and you've got um but i don't you know I don't know if that's just money again
1: something I always come back to with that is like, i always um i mean the reason I like working in the private sector is because I feel like. I can talk to a person about those things and say, like I want x amount, I want these this freedom, I want this and that, and it's but it, this is harder in the in the public sector where everything's like spinal column number thirty six x y z like where it is more institutionalized, but I do like I do like it sort of infuriates me when there's this sort of like um assumption that the system or the institution or the person paying you is at this sort of utterly immovable unchangeable thing whereas it is it can't be and that's not something i'm willing to ever accept like in terms of how much i'm getting paid in terms of my freedoms i would not accept that and i and maybe it's harder in the public sector but you can't just accept that something's unchangeable like you have to but
0: but i think this is the crux of the problem if you're born into again going back to we are you know educated professionals on you know we're non we're, we're not unskilled workers or anything so you're born into something you're told your choices are to be a beauty you know you can do an nvq beauty or an nvq childcare, and then therefore you know you're 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 position in society you've been put in your place from a very mm. early age and so you're not going to go into the office and go fuck you you're not paying what bob who sits next to me is earning you know six pound more an hour fuck you you know you're not going to do that because you don't believe you have the right to do that
1: but what because the conversation i think in that environment is i am on this rung this person is on this rung what did he do differently what haven't i done that he's done so why aren't i on that rung like um i suppose that it's how it's going to manifest in terms of like unequal pay
0: do you, do you know the two Ronnies sketch where there's like uh the john cleese and then the two ronnie's and then they go i am working class <laughs> I'm, he is middle class he is I can't remember the quotes, I'm like, superior to me or something. And then it's got the upper class I, But it feels a bit like, you know, that whole women know your place sort of <laughs> statement. It's like, no, it, it is not your right. You, know, you do not have the right to go and question things. And I think it is that you're listening to all that suffragette stuff. Uh recently, it's like, yeah, it's a hundred years of women aged thirty married with property who were allowed <laughs> to vote. It's not really it wasn't the day all women got the vote, mm. um but they did fight and they fought hard, and that is one of the you know it's that that um the right to be an activist, even in your own little life, mm. you know you don't have to be an activist for everybody, but just for yourself, say, look
1: you know, no. Yeah, so do you think, yeah, that was kind of where my mind was going a bit next, was like, how often do you, like, it's exhausting having to, like having to kind of call someone out on something. Yeah. And then it's now your responsibility to educate them so like you know there's this thing of like well explain to me what's wrong it's like you read the book you know (laughs) i'm busy like why is it now my job to be your education and like how what you know what how it's like how do you pick your battles with that like i don't don't know i think it's just to what
0: you're uh, you know i have always had a very deep sense of something being unfair and mm. if I think something is unfair, I can't help but have a pop at it. <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah, I think I'm the same, actually. I, think, like, I can't think of any time that something uh, like that's wound me up that I haven't, like, been, right, we're doing this. Yeah, like
0: right, or, you know, it's even from, I remember in, uh, you know, even, like, nursery, I think, it's like, why does he always get to ride that tricycle? I, oh, it's not fair, I going to have a go. Literally, I can't remember me not being... Willing to, but again, well, our
1: sense of justice is one of the first things that we get as humans, and, I, as well, and so. I
0: think that my um, again, I had parents who did you know, were CND members, my father who my grandpa used to collect money for the ANC. I got taken along to these sort of fundraisers, and I, you know, I just had an awareness that you can start a revolution if you want to. But then, you know, I was thinking when we were, I suggested activism as a topic i was thinking Hmm. what sort of a lame-ass activist am i you know you watch videos of you know you watch what people do and just think my god but equally if we all actually fought our own corners and called people out all the time then things should get better more generally you correct somebody like is someone's language like him his or hers <laughs> him or her and it's like oh just fucking let me finish my sentence like it's not the point of my story so there's kind of a, a scale between being that person that just constantly corrects people and constantly calls people up on which no one really wants to be the nag i no, don't know i think. just uh, I sometimes
1: people like, say less when they mean fewer sometimes people oh that annoys oh, apostrophes. me <laughs> I, <laughs> can't, I can't. I can't have it. that conversation every time because no. it just derails it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: exactly. You've got to let people make their point.
1: Uh, What's important enough? But, but they do it every time as well. You like. Just, so yes, money, equal pay, yeah. yeah, and education.
0: That's the answer.
1: So in education being treated differently or being educated just being being
0: educated that you you are you have the right to demand things that you have you have workers rights that you well still do for a bit that and that these have been hard fought for hearing people go you know like oh i don't want to vote i'm not really interested people have died so you can vote fucking go out and vote don't you know just understanding a bit of how things became
1: what they are did you see that comment that quote about that thing about um anyone that has the choice not to get political is privileged so don't if you if so we need to pick people up on that as well like and, and myself obviously like included i've like i've always been like Fuck politics. Fuck all of that. Partly because I kind of believe that it's a lot of the power structures are coming from somewhere else, but also because there's nothing squeezing me or forcing me to have to engage with it. Because I think people, are, uh, no one likes it. No,
0: no, no, no. It's just a, well, you got, you've got to. <laughs> it's, no, it's not going to get better on its own.
1: I just, I'm just, I'm I'm feeling like, I mean, i, I the thing is like I've got job and I've got and that's tiring and I've got these aspirations that are also tiring. But I like more and more I'm like, okay, I need to I need to be doing something. This NHS situation, this like for me that's where I like this political some sort of thing. I need to do something, but it just all seems too small, doesn't it? Um but so it does have to be habits, it does have to be day to day. And um, so, just in the same way that not taking a plastic straw is important, even though it's a pain in the ass, I guess you know, just like spotting instances of inequality, you know, unfairness, you just have to kind of go, All right, this is happening, don't you?
0: Yeah, you do. You got you. You really have got to. And I think there's a this. There's no. I'm... You can't be passive.
1: These... And with that, yeah. there's also this thing of, and, and this is something where I have, I have, I'm can't, but you've got to approach it with the goal of changing someone's mind, not with the goal of hurting them.
0: Yeah, and that's hard.
1: Yeah, because you just want to hurt them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you can hurt, smack them around the head and then have a discussion with them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hurt like... them and then. <laughs> I don't know because like if yeah if we just kind of shout at each other that doesn't work either you know
0: sadly I am watch that the the thing that made me um question my in a big way my activism I'm not an activist. Somebody described because I, I, I don't. I'm a clicktivist, or whatever they call these days. But I, um, I, uh, I was like, what kind of? How much do I really believe in anything? When I, I watched this this quote from. Oh, it's so disrespectful not to know this young woman's name, but she's like a 17 year old that got uh, executed somewhere at the beginning of the Second World War because she was in the resistance. Mm. You know, at 17 to knowingly give your life it's just amazing just you know like how do you and i was because i i was reminded of her because i was having drinks with a couple of fellas in their 70s who were like you know your 1960s protester types and they were like what's wrong you? Really? where is the youth today we were on the streets, we were smashing things up and breaking it up and having a go. And I don't know, and it was like, well, where where are the young people today?
1: And I don't know where they are. Well, it's making me think, on Netflix, they've got this Letterman series that they've started, so he's got two interviews on there, it needs no introduction, and the first one he did was Obama, Yeah. and... um And in the middle of that, he interviews John Lewis, the civil rights activist, who, like, the beatings and the walk. you know, so much sort of prejudice, so much kind of effort and, like, sacrifice in what he did Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, that's worth seeing, if not just to really realise how angry to get with Donald Trump's tweets at him. Where Trump was like, "Oh, maybe you should sort out your failing district before you start criticizing." Like, mm. how? Hey, I mean, I was, I guess, I was ignorant about this person too until I saw this Netflix thing. But let's all stop being ignorant about that and sort of see what true, like, true sacrifice and activism is. And then, like, you know, we, we, we if we can just do a fraction of that, then phew, I don't know. Yeah, I um, think. But also, something there was something in that episode where Obama sort of said something that you'd said that I'd, like, maybe not listen to quite properly, but then I listened to it properly when Obama said it, and I was like, oh, shit, I should probably listen to it properly when Ivanka said it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because I'm a girl? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, subconsciously. I thought so. I mean, I, I anyway, what, what was this amazing thing that Obama and <laughs> uh, I both said? So what he said was, um, like, with, like, our bubbles, you know, and the social media bubbles, we are gen- we're experiencing different realities, to each other we are actually like our realities are all massively divergent which is the point you'd sort of made but i hadn't quite kind of like thought about it in those terms of what if i am a fox news kind of i've got my facebook friends i've got my bubble my reality is fundamentally different from you know the libtard over there's reality and it's it's a huge problem when everyone's realities are so divergent that how can you then communicate how do you then have a baseline of communication between people when you're just living on different planets the whole time
0: yeah i use this example though because i've i've managed a few people or worked with a few people who are like i just don't i'm saying a thing and you're saying a thing and I'm really trying to listen, and you seem to be listening, but we still, we're still, we're still not communicating. There's something completely off in our communication, and mm. I've likened it to. But well, I read this um book about one of the first robot experiments with AI, and they tried to teach this robot to build a a brick tower, which is something most two year old humans can do. And they've you know got the arm working and picking things up and what have you, and they sort of went to test it. And uh, the robot started building the tower from midair because they hadn't explained <laughs> yeah. gravity. They hadn't programmed gravity in. And it's yeah. like I find that thing when you're talking. Sometimes you're having a conversation with people, and you're like, "Our gravity isn't. We're not starting from the same place. I-, yeah. I, you, I, I know about gravity, and you don't, or you do, and I don't. But we can't actually find a place to start a conversation. That's always been my go-to yeah. reminder that if you haven't got your gravity sorted out, you. You've, there's no building, no tower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, should we, if like this was our flimsy feminism podcast episode, (laughs) our flimsy attempts to speak about us something important and it's like it's a place to start? Like, if we've got a this, like, this is our backyard every like, there's you, there's women, men, (laughs) and vice versa. There's like that's definitely something you can't segregate. So, the fact that we're. um, Like still not even there. Like um, with that gender equality, is uh, you know let's stamp this out, yep. and then we can get onto the real stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I wish I kind of understood what the goals of feminism were a bit more though. At the moment, it's. Uh, yeah. It's. I guess like if. Again, money is this quantifier, isn't it? It is. So it is. I guess that's why it's. Yeah something to focus on.
0: It is something to focus on that everybody fucking money. On.
1: It's just it's, just it's can't a bastard. It, Can you? It's just the meaning and freedom and you know it's everything. It sucks. Okay and on that note thanks for listening to our podcast this week. Yes. Thank you. If you like it go to grandpodcast.com and you can also follow us on Twitter at Podcast Grand. Well, at some point I'm actually going to link the Twitter from the grandpodcast.com website, which you would probably expect me to have done a while ago, but I just keep forgetting to do it. So, where can people find you? You
0: can find me at Ivanka on Twitter and Ivanka.blog.
1: Cool. That's it. Um, I, have you written any blog posts yet? No, next no,
0: week? no. But, you know, I'm skiing next week, so the week uh, after.
1: Okay, week after. <laughs> um, you can find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter and you can find my website michaelforestmusic.com and all this music that I'm chucking between things I've made that
0: if you have enjoyed this podcast and you would like other people to enjoy it too, please write us a, a review on iTunes and maybe give us five stars so iTunes tells people about us we can beat the robots people
1: But only with five-star reviews. (laughs) That's the most stars. Excellent. Also, I I told someone about our podcast last week, and he had an Android phone, yet in his podcast app, he searched the iTunes podcasts. (gasps) So apparently, just you know, Apple's, Apple is the destination for everything, so we can just talk about iTunes reviews, because it'll kind of affect everyone, probably well, um, Alright, well thanks very much for listening um, and we will um, see you soon, bye Bye Bye, 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 bye. 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 bye.